And welcome everybody to CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry. From Major League Baseball to the NBA, NFL, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City. From the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Happy Sunday, everybody. Red Rebel Army. We've got a big group today, and we're talking Bulls. We have to. Too much stuff going on in the offseason. A lot of signings. We're going to go over a lot of the Bulls stuff. Today is July 27th, and uh, soccer at Soldier Field today. I'm going. So right after this, I'm packing my bags, and I'm heading downtown. Bears camp tomorrow. We're going to go over that as well, too, and see what some of the stuff we're looking at. But most importantly for today, it's Bulls Talk Radio. Red Rebel Army. And we're doing this with four guys. We've got a lot of people in here. We're all squished up in this little bathroom-sized room doing this podcast for you guys. It's like that guy with the cupcake face from Bronx Tale that was thrown in the bathroom. Uh, all right, with me, as always... Mr. Jackman. Hey, what's up, guys? Excited about today's show. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, then I have, uh, to my left for the first time, who's joining the uh, Red Rebel Army. Uh, he's usually on Corner Kick Radio, and uh, that is Louis Pistoleros. Bye, bye. You guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. You got to get drunk more often the night before. This is good hangover stuff. And then to my right, uh, the lead attitude of WTR, uh, and he is the uh, host of WTR, and he's a passionate Bears and Bulls fan as well, too, so he's going to join us on this stuff, and that is, uh, I-, I forgot the nickname, but I'm going to call him Levi the Lovely. The Lovely, the Looker, the Luscious. There you go. I would have been the mouth from the South if I would have came up with it earlier. Good, good. All right, so... Um, Mr. Jackman emailed me and was like, man, we got to talk about the Bulls, man. Too much going on with the Bulls, and we got to go over a lot of the stuff. That And I agree, there was a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of still guesstimating that we have to make as well, too. So there's a lot of stuff that we got to go through and guesstimate. Um, but there's a couple things I want to make sure we go through. So obviously the signings that have happened uh, in the offseason. I want to look at the possible... And I think as a group, I think we should go over who we possibly think may be the starting line five. Because in reality, I know, Louis, we were fighting about this earlier. You said possibly, what's his name? Um, Gasol's going to have to start. But I'm be honest with you, I think there's a lot of people out there that think he's not going to start. So, I'm one of them. Yeah, so we're going to have to go through that and see who each one of us, I think, thinks the starting five is going to be because it can be different. There's so many options that Tibbs could go on this roster. Um, 
trade possibilities. I think we'll go over uh, a little bit of Carmelo Anthony and and what our feelings are about Carmelo. Um, honestly, I really don't care anymore. Uh, and then we'll go over what the Kevin Love uh, process and things going on at the debacle, what we think about it. Do we like it? Do we not like it? Uh, we'll go through a lot of that stuff. But um, it's going to be a fun show and might even be a long show with all of us here as well today too. So um, uh, what do we want to jump into? Oh, actually, do you want to go over social media first? I can go over social media first really quick. Yeah, go for it. All right, so two two uh, social media platforms you guys can follow us on. Uh, one is obviously Facebook. We fixed it on Facebook. So Windy City is one word. So Windy City Sports Network is Facebook. Uh, like us on the Facebook page. We post our shows on there, uh, and we actually do a lot of updates on there as well, too. Um, our Twitter account is at WCSN, the number three. The reason we did number three is because usually when we do talk, it's the three of us here, uh, the Windy City Wrecking Crew, the Red Rebel Army, the Chicago Tree Party, uh, the Kings of Crosses on Corner Kick Radio with Louis Pistoleros. Bang, bang! Um, and um, <laughs> uh, we can go from there on that stuff. That's why we did WCSN3. Follow us on the Twitter accounts. We do all have our own personal Twitter accounts now. So um, you can follow us as well on our, our individual Twitter accounts. Our main Twitter account, like I said, was at WCSN, the number three. Uh, Mr. Jackman has at WCSN, Jackman. Jackman spelled J-A-C-K-M-A-N-N. Like Jackin, a man. Um. Levi's is uh, at WCSN, Levi, L-E-V-I. Just like the jeans. Uh, just like the jeans. Uh, I am uh, at WCSN, Big Nick. And Louie is at WCSN, Louis Pistol. Bang, bang. So, um, man, you sound like Diamond Dallas Page a little bit there. Bang. Um, so uh, you guys can follow us there as well. Listening to us, uh, very easy. Everything, again, guys, is free. Everything you guys can listen to is free. You're not paying for anything. We're not asking you guys to pay for anything. Um, everything is free of charge. Uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher Radio, which we've been since day one. You can listen to us on TuneIn Radio, which is a brand new uh, avenue. You can listen to us on a platform there that we're on. Um, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, which is our original platform that we were on, and iTunes Radio. Most importantly on iTunes, guys, rate us, comment us, and make sure that you uh, uh, give us five stars. It's important for us to move up in the podcast ranks. The higher we can get, the more exposure we can get. We're not we're not planning or looking at making any money off of this at all. We just want to do this as a passion project. So we want to make sure that we just get this out again, covering local sports. It's a bunch of guys who just like talk sports and uh, and and talk about our opinions on sports. So. Um, that's basically does it up for social media, guys. Email us if you guys want to email us at windycitysportsnetwork at gmail.com. Anything you guys want to talk about, comment, leave us, or tell us. Whatever the case is, uh, spread the word for us. Get us out there in front as much as we can as well, too. And uh, uh, we will continue to do these for you. So uh, I guess we'll start with uh, uh, the draft because I guess the last time we did a show was the draft pick, right? The draft? Yes, yeah, so it was a few days before the draft. Yeah, so uh, I guess what do you guys? Uh, what's your opinions on on the Bulls trading for McDermott? And I mean, two draft picks. You think it was worth it? Do you think it wasn't worth it? I got my own personal opinion, um, but I mean, I guess we can talk about that and start with that. Jackman. All right. Well, I think the Bulls they addressed their needs of a shooter. They wanted a shooter to spread the floor for when Derek comes back healthy. 
it was just too much crowded up on Derek. Teams would double-team him, clog up the middle. They wanted somebody like a Kyle Korver who used to hit the open three where you can't, if you double him, you're going to risk a three-pointers. And the NBA nowadays has changed so much where the three-pointer is a big part of the game. So part of the reason also they uh, traded the two picks were they were saying at the time they were trying to court Melo to come over here and they wanted to uh, supposedly save a little bit of money to offer Melo a little bit more. But, you know, that was negligible. I know they followed McDermott for a long time. Yeah. They scouted him. They liked him. They liked what he's seen. So uh, I'm pretty happy with the pick. I think he's a good kid, and I think he can do well. I think he has his, his place in the NBA, especially with the Bulls. Mr. Pistoleros. Bang, bang. Uh, I'm going to agree with Mush. I really like uh, I really like the kid. I think he's he's got great potential. He's a great prospect. And uh, he's going to do those things that we talked about. He's definitely a shooter, and the Bulls need that. He'll develop into a great so shooter. So do you think it was worth it trading 16 and 19 for him? I do. I do, because the Bulls understand that they, they have a sense of urgency as well. The time is now. They've got a lot of players that are aging, um, and – if they're going to be successful, they need to do it with these guys. So, yes, I, I agree with that. Levi? I'm, I'm going to go along the same, uh, same mindset. I think it's good. I mean, you bring a guy who right now coming up off the bench, I think it's going to add a little bit more depth. He's going to be dangerous. Uh, good size at 6'8", 225. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And a lot of people are really up on him during the summer league right now. I mean, he's been putting up some pretty monster numbers in the summer league. Uh, and I think that he actually got signed to the practice squad for Team USA yeah. uh, on their on their route to the him World Cup. Him and someone else. Um, Tony Snell. Him and there Tony Snell, yeah. Go. Him and Tony Snell. So that's going to be interesting, I think. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Just like to, to Mush's point, too, with like Kyle Corver, you got to spread it out. And I think that if you do that, you uh, make it very dangerous for a guy like you know Derek Rose when healthy uh, can just slice it up down the middle. Yeah, I mean, here's my, here's my process of it. McDermott's doing fantastic in the summer league. I saw their summer league games as well, too, and I DVR'd one of them, so I have watched them. What I'm a little bit concerned about is you're not playing, you're not playing quality defenses right now in the summer league, and is he going to continue to play that quality defense or to play that great of an offense and be that great of a shooter while you're playing better defenses? That's my one question I have with McDermott. Two, in college, I understand he was one of the top scorers in, yep. in NCAA yep. and blah, blah, blah. You have to understand the school he played for and the competition he played, the schools he played against were not that great. And that's why he was at the level he was at. But, again, players like that, if they're very talented, have proved people wrong. Randy Moss was one of them. Randy Moss played for a very small school, played no competition. Jerry Everyone Rice. said that, they, yeah, and then they, when they made the NFL, they, they killed it. So mm-hmm. I hope the kid pans out. I'll tell you, his three-ball shot looks really freaking good. I love his yeah. form. I love when the ball gets off his fingertips. I mean, he's got a really good-looking shot, um, and I, I, I personally think if you put a hand on his face, this guy will pop it right in your eyes. So, Well, uh, how many good defenses are you really going to play? The NBA these days is going more to an offensive mindset uh, to the point that I don't... Not if you're playing the Spurs in the finals. Yeah, but up until that point where you get into Popovich the Spurs... Popovich will, yeah, will kill you. Yeah, but you're obviously limiting what you can do. Having the three ball in the wing, I think, is going to be interesting. And uh, being able to – he can get physical. That's the big thing, too, where I think Kyle Corver couldn't how t- how do. How tall is he? 6'8". 
Yeah. He's 6'8", 225. I mean, I, I, I don't remember what Kyle Korver was in terms of his stats, but I, don't, I do remember that he wasn't as physical. I think McDermott can get more physical if he has to, and we saw that in the, uh, in the NCAA when he was in the tournament. He had to fight. He had to go against those bigger guys. Yeah. Pistolaris, did you fall asleep over there? I did not. I'm, I'm with you. Oh, I, I heard some snoring on the left over there. <laughs> I thought you were falling asleep. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. We were in this small, small little bathroom over here, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, to to go further on that point, Doug says he's not only uh, just an outside shooter. He says he can play in the middle. He can play yep. some mid-range ball. He's got decent ball handling. So uh, he wants to tr- contribute in more ways than just the outside shooting. But I think the outside shooting is going to be big for the Bulls and big for him. Yeah, his mid-range shot looks really good too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so that- that's definitely what's going to make him uh, the biggest factor because mm-hmm. the Bulls Bulls need that. You know, his defense isn't that great though. Uh, under Tibbs, though, he's he's going to That's gonna, the thing. Hopefully yeah. he gets developed under yeah. that as well, well too. And, and I think that if anything else, too, it's going to help Tibbs' reputation as, you know, where he doesn't have to play his starters as many minutes when he feels confident that he has a team and a good bench, uh, you know, group that can play those roles, they, they can get him off. Plus, I don't know if you guys heard, but he was starstruck when he went to uh, the tra- to the training camps and when he got a chance to see some of the guys in the Bulls, like when he met Paul. Yeah. He was starstruck. And he's like a little kid now. He's like, oh, my my God, I'm going to play on the same team as this guy that I've been watching for so many years and idolizing him as he won two championships. This is crazy. Yeah. I love to see that. A guy that's not ashamed to admit is like, yeah, I'm a fan too. All right, here's my question, then we're going to jump into this one too. What do you guys think they're going to put him at? you think they're going to put him at the two or the three? Uh, or they're going to use him at both? Probably both for right now. Just And do you think versatility. there's some sets that they'll even put him in at the four? I definitely think they're gonna no no not the four. I, I definitely think they're gonna put him in at a two because um, they're they're a little short there. They're a little weaker. You still got Dunleavy, right? I mean, he's gonna play the three. So as a backup, All right. and we can talk more further about that because I don't want to spoil what we're gonna go over about starting lineups and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But because that's I think once we dip we're into gonna that, have a good conversation yeah, with that. Because once oh I I've got like five possible starting lineups that Tibbs has. That's gonna be fun. Okay. Yeah, and I in, got a couple of my own. In too. a way, you can start looking. Tibbs can start looking at video, and this is what's gonna define him as a great coach. I think this year, every time you play a game, as long as you look at the video and know the the teams you're playing, he can change his roster like that to impact the the the, the game. Mm-hmm. And and you got that option to do that. That's what I like a, a lot about this team we have this year so far. So, uh, all right. So we all think that trading the sixteen to nineteen is a good deal. Also, yep. keep in mind um, we traded those two guys that we never had. Um, one to Houston and or not never had, but we had the we had the rights to the international guys. No, no, no about yeah, but what they did is they traded that one center and that power forward to Houston and I forgot where else, so that we can get the Serbian guys the rights to them, okay. and the reason they did that is to free up salary uh, space because yeah, yeah. that was, I think, $2.9 million we freed up by just by trading those two guys and, and getting the rights for, to this. Yeah. yeah, and one of the Serbian guys is like 37. He's not coming. Yeah. So the Bulls did that purposely because they knew the guy wasn't coming. Let's free it up so we don't even have it on our books anymore. 37? Yeah, a guy's like 37. They drafted him in like 2001, I think they said. <laughs> and the Bulls were like, all right, we'll take the rights to this guy. We don't want him because they're like, we're never going to take him here anyways. Vladi wow. Divac. Yeah, it's probably Vladi Divac trying to pull it's him out cousin. of retirement. It's his cousin. All right, so Carmelo. I was, I'm going to oh, be honest with go. you. I'm a little upset at Carmelo because I had his plates and I was going to, I was trying to score season tickets <laughs> for that, but that didn't happen. So now I can't. But, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really too upset. I really don't care, to be honest with you. Nah. I mean, for, with him coming, I, I, I was, was a little... It was a big show. Yeah, and I was a little upset in the beginning, and 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 
I don't know. I, I just think I'm gonna be honest. I, he may go out there on the TV and say it's not money, it's money. That's why he did it. What he's he's like, I did it to win. Really, you're okay. not gonna win in New York for four to five years. Take a look at this. When he walked into Los Angeles's training facility, and he said originally, "L.A. is not on the map for me." They had a good enough pitch to make him think. Now, a reasonable reasonable person would assume that a player who's one of the hottest commodities outside of LeBron James would actually look seriously at a team like Los Angeles considering your best players old keeps getting hurt and probably hasn't had more than a year and a half two years good left in him they didn't have a coach at the time for Christ's sake he was doing it and he was visiting all these teams because he wanted even more money out of New York he yeah. wanted to get the max and and basically Phil Jackson came up to him and said listen I can bet you that we can put together a championship team in three years or less, and I'm willing to bet you X number of millions of dollars. That's what he did, is that the pitch was good enough. You got Phil Jackson. You're going to get rid of, obviously, a lot of salary cap space next year by getting rid of, uh, was Stoudemire? Stoudemire. Stoudemire, yeah. yeah. You have a couple oh, of guys. Guy was a flop, and man. then you still have. Well, he was injured. He's a good player. No, but he I had know, any but he, look at yeah, the impact they paid him a lot of money. Yeah, and, and yeah. you have a lot of younger guys too. You got Amon Shumpert. You got a couple of young guys that can actually play a couple of different roles. Yeah, there. Hardaway Jr. Exactly. Still got Chandler. Yeah, and and they're no, and, no, no. Chandler's not there. Chandler's he gone. Traded back to Dallas. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 What's his name? Took him. But here's but here's the thing, Whoops. he can rebuild that Keep team drinking after over this Pistoleros. year. Yeah. After this year, and he wanted to take the money. You're not going to walk away from that. And Chicago couldn't pay him enough. Um, yeah, you know, I got over it. And Chicago's uh, offer was uh, way short of what fifty the, million dollars. Yeah, that's that's asking a lot of anybody to give up. Come on, that, tell that, any anybody yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, anybody. I don't. I, I doubt you find one person out of a hundred to uh, give up that fifty million. I think he really liked the Bulls. They said they had the longest pitch. They gave him eight hours uh, mm-hmm. all day. They took him. They showed him the new facility, and uh, I think Scotty li- Pippen went to lunch or dinner with him. Yeah, too, I think. yeah. They probably took him to a nice uh, steak, and uh, you know, I think he was thinking about it. I don't know how seriously. Only he knows that. But I think it's too much to pass up. And uh, Phil told him, just give it a year or two, and we're going to be competitive. And and they got a new coach, new system, and you know Phil's track record's great. So uh, I think he just went with the money and feeling that he's confident in maybe two years or so he's going to be a pretty good team with the Knicks. I I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they're going to do anything this year. But take a look at it. Last year, in terms of single individual players, he was the most contributing member to wins. Oh yeah, of course, by far. And the next closest person was LeBron James, but he also had a good you know good rotation. They're going to have to do some drastic recruiting, and Camelo has to start recruiting people over there. Well, and and, and Melo would. Why why wouldn't he? Yeah, but he's going to. They're going to have to get rid of Stoudemire. They're going to have to replenish those. And 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 here's the thing too. And I know we're going to talk about this later, but think about this: if Kevin Love does not, for whatever reason, and decide to go with the Cavaliers, and and they do get traded and sign a long term deal with them. That opens up the sweepstakes for him next year. That who much love, more. yeah. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I think love in New York would be a good fit. It would be a good yes. fit. Big yes. city. You get Carmelo. You get you get Phil Jackson. Yeah. Even though he's not the coach. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why would you say no? And and realistically, if you could tell him, hey, Kevin Love, you are going to win championships in New York, even though it's LeBron James, who the hell wants to Not go to Cleveland? Not just that, but think about it. Yeah. And, and I know <laughs> I hate I hate, the, I hate New York because Chicago and New York always get, get into that battle. Yeah. But New York, if you think about it, is the capital of the United States of America. 
You know what I mean? That's we all say unofficial. That all the time. Yes. So if you're playing in New York yeah. and you start winning championships for the Knicks in New York, it's you're going to be America's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. You'll be all over on the TV. Lie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Here's the other thing. Does he have a shoe deals? Kevin Love. Yeah. He has some kind of shoe deal He's, with China. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's got so a he doesn't shoe have deal. really big, big like Nike or Reebok no. or anything. No. So by him going to New York is going to make him even more this, not just contractually, but. Oh yeah, you, you become like a he's mega a, star. He's yeah. a top scoring white boy. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. a little bit more. If to I get was Kevin deals. Love right now, if I was Kevin Love right now, I, I I would want out of Minnesota as well too. And the reason I would want out of Minnesota is because right now my future does not look bright. Satan in a small town in Minnesota. I love the team. I thank you for the opportunity, but I need to move on. I have a talent, and I've played with better all these all stars, and I know I can play better than them. I want to go elsewhere. I I would not be going to Cleveland with LeBron. One, because I don't want to be known as the guy that's going to be overshadowed. It has to go and then somewhere. You got Kyrie Irving. You know, on he, he, well, hold on. He's going to be overshadowed no matter where he goes. He goes to Chicago. He goes he's to over, Carmelo. Yeah. Well, he's he's overshadowed by Rose and the still lingering shadow of Jordan. You go to New York, you're overshadowed by Carmelo. But the difference is that if you go to Cleveland, the 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 big difference it's is a you're small close, town. It, it's still you're going to be overshadowed no matter what. At the end of the day, it if doesn't you matter. go to New York, Minnesota's not going to build a team around him. They're still rebuilding yeah, since Garnett point. left. If you go to New York, I, I know that Carmelo's the main guy in New York. But if you're putting up the numbers, he was twenty points. 10, 15 rebounds, yeah. 10 assists. He's going to be the king of New York. Well, yeah, and you, and got, they you will got more love people in New York. There. Exactly. And, and then I would say to myself, hey, I'm making more money now. I'm getting more endorsements. I'm getting more commercials. This is more better. jerseys. This is better for me personally yeah. as well. So it's improving my basketball career and it's improving me financially. So I'm setting my family up to be in a better position. I, I would go to New York. How amazing is it to be Kevin Love right now? Yeah. Though? I mean, and he just uh, gave notice of the net to the USA national team he's that not he going. will not be playing. Yeah. And it's smart because he doesn't want to risk getting injured. Well, but it's right not now, that too, though, he said, because he's got he a lot to, to think, think about. Yeah. When, no, it, well, yeah, when he says it, he doesn't want to get injured. But think about it this way. I, we talked and about that's, LeBron. That's bullshit in my opinion. What? That, they, they, that he has the option to do that. And I'm going to uh, tell you why. Going back to the World Cup, soccer. World Cup players, if they're picked soccer, if they're picked to play for their national yeah. team, they have to play. And if they do not play, contractual then you cannot play for your team and make millions of dollars for your team. Yeah. So if you, well, if a, you sit there and say, type of hey, I'm setup. not playing, I'm not going to play for the USA basketball, then they're going to turn then, – then they – and the reason they do that is because UFA, UFA and FIFA manage the whole – soccer mm-hmm. in the world but if you had that in basketball then they would turn around and say kevin love you don't want to play for the usa okay that's fine you can't play for minnesota then when you come back you need to play or you're out it's yeah. not the same urgency though the talent is no as but that's why the world cup in soccer is so sought after because these players are playing with their hearts because but they it's know not as lopsided enough. it's not as lopsided realistically there are only two nations that are ever going to be powerhouses the u.s and whoever it is spain. this year hey, spain or russia australia's coming up hard in basketball man hey white, ah. white boys can jump Dude, even exum, no exum i'm telling you he what was he drafted fourth fifth in the last draft pick uh-huh. Exum is going to be one my dark horse of the whole entire season of all rookies. Just watch Exum this season. He's going to do really freaking good. I, yeah, I, and, and he, him right now, though, he, he's such a sought-after player. Kevin Love is, and I think that it, it's, it's not going to get to his head, but he's got to feel pretty damn good right now that Uh-oh. he knows. Hot news off the press. What's LeBron up? James announces he'll wear number 23 for the Cavs. Oh. He said, it's only, it's only right I go back two plus three. Equals six. We, st- we no, still family no, six. Equals five. I know. Two plus three. That's what he's saying. Oh. 
It says well, it right there. Look, I'm not dumb yeah. here, guys. No, I, I know. Two okay, so, plus three equals six. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Is that times? I can't see it good. Two times three equals... Two times three, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and that's the second time he's going to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah Or yeah. something like that. Two I don't know what the three's third. for. Whatever. Whatever. I, his, I don't really PR, give a shit. His either. PR team <laughs> stayed up I'm all night Jackman. doing that. Yeah. I'm with Jackman. I really don't give yeah. a shit. That's cool. Shit. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm fine. with Noah on this one. I can't wait to beat him as many times as I can. I am yeah. really <laughs> surprised. I am really surprised that they did not decide to go do a six with him so he could sell all those new jerseys because everybody else either burned or like stacked it away. All right. Here's my other take on this now that I brought up. Noah, um, even with Derrick Rose coming back and stuff, mm-hmm. this is my personal opinion. Noah, and we can start digging into what yeah. you wanted to talk about. Noah's the face of the Bulls team. I agree completely. This even is, if Rose comes back and plays good. He's the face of the team. He's the heart of the team. He is somebody who not only cares about it so much on the court, but off the court. This last weekend, he was actually out on the south side uh, in some of the most dangerous neighborhoods in all of Chicago. And I know this. One of my former employers actually was working on a group with him and was posting some stuff on Facebook. It was around 11.30 at night in some of the bad neighborhoods, and this guy is out there in his basketball shorts and his little, you know, Dago T-shirt, signing basketballs and talking to young kids. Talking to young kids who could possibly be embroiled in this. In the city of Chicago right now, it's a freaking war zone, and this guy is basically saying, hey, you know what? Basketball is great, and I want to win a championship, but there's other things that are important out there. I want to make sure people stop killing each other. And he's starting his. He's got his foundation, Noah's Ark, um, that you can find online. And uh, I was actually just looking this up right before we started. Uh, Noah's Ark Foundation. Uh, learn about the inspiration behind the NAF's uh, symbol, which represents uh, the collective strength, unity, and commitment uh, for the youth of America. I think that it's fantastic what this guy's doing, and I think overall he's become this brand. And I think that that's what you got to love about the yeah. guy. Not to mention defensive player of the year, and he was actually critiquing that the trophy was wrong did you guys hear about that trophy what trophy the the defensive player of the year trophy he was basically saying oh the stance is all wrong oh (laughs) yeah no i just think this guy is in my opinion in the couple shows that me and jackman did uh earlier for bulls he cares and this is at least the way i feel he cares about the fans of chicago yes and he plays his heart on his sleeve every single game for the fans of chicago there's times where he was playing where in the end of the game he would grab the microphone and talk to all the fans at at the the united center you've never had players and i mean i don't mean to down them you've never had michael jordan at the end of a game grab a microphone and say something to the fans you you've never had scotty you know what i mean but this guy cares and he really wants he's sincere. to win. Yeah. He's sincere. There's and no I, doubt about that. This guy's the heart. I hope they never trade this guy. I hope they keep this guy. I, I, I mean, I want to see him retire with the Bulls. He, yeah. If anybody's going to be untouchable outside of Derrick Rose, he's it's going to be him. And I've said this before in the past, most versatile center in the NBA. Yes, You absolutely. cannot most have a center absolutely. Yeah, that runs from court, from one end to the other. He, centers are usually the last guys that come down on the offensive. Yeah, they're usually yeah. lagging he's behind. He's the first guy to, to the offensive court every time they touch the ball. He's very he's versatile. Yeah, I, I just love this guy i i mean he's a great player i'm so glad to see how much he grew since we drafted him um and i mean i know he was a party kid in florida and he he matured well 
intensely. Well, remember when he was in Florida, too, a lot of people, myself included, didn't really like the guy just because, I mean, he had a little bit of an attitude, this brazen type of bravado. And then when the, when, when the Bulls drafted him, that was one of my main concerns. Is I he think he be was, able didn't to, he get caught a couple times with marijuana, too? He oh, was, he's a big stoner. Yeah, he's, he's a, a huge pothead. He pretty much looks like, uh, well, I don't know, he looks like that one singer. He um, got caught here, I thought, for the first year, didn't he? Yeah, within the first year. But, hey, you know what? That might be one of the reasons why he's so goddamn mellow, too. It, it is, yeah. It's, you know what? So, more power to him. I just like the fact that he hey, is... Hey, it's legal in Colorado. <laughs> is that why he has Washington, a house there? Right? And where? Washington. Washington, Washington State. It's legal? Yeah. Washington State, wow. yeah. Not Washington, D.C. Well, no, D.C. No, next. No, the state of Washington. DC's next. Okay. Oh, and Illinois for uh, medical use. Yeah, they medical just started use that. they did. So I think that Jack, it's amazing. Jack, so buddy. <laughs> after oh, this. No. So Chicago stand-up is the uh, anti-violence effort that uh, that he's working on right now. And I think the joke him, no, I think anybody that gets a chance, take a look at what the, this guy's doing. He's putting himself on the line out there and in these neighborhoods that are really dangerous. You hear people getting shot all the time. He's going out there, not with the vest, not with an entourage of people. It's him and like one or two of his friends, and they're out there signing basketball. So I, I really think he is the heart of this team, and uh, I hope he never leaves. All right, so I'm going to off-subject a little bit because I work for uh, my job outside of this. Uh, I work for a company. I won't name them, but uh, I actually worked with some NBA people before as well in the past for charity events, and I'll tell you one guy that is was really good at this in the past, and this is when he played for Chicago. He doesn't. Tyson Chandler. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did so much, I remember, and he, I, I, I worked with the deal and his charity, and he personally would show up sometimes uh, at my work so he can pick the stuff up and start distributing this out to, to homeless people and, and families in need, and he would do so much stuff. I was just at awe at what he did, man. He was another one that just as long as he had that time to mature, yeah. he would have embodied the Bulls just like Joakim Noah is now. Yeah, but if you think about it right now, who would you rather have, Chandler or Noah? It's close. I With would have me, Noah. It's close. I would have Noah. I'd rather have Noah. I'll take both. <laughs> yeah. Well, well and it's, remember too, they're a similar player. I would say it's, it's very pretty close. Similar, you can't yeah. go wrong with either they're one. I, I will tell yeah. you though, this is also a culture with Chicago now that's different than it ever has been. Look, remember Taj Gibson? He's we've we've met him, but we both have met him. Yeah, he was at our store. He was at our store a bunch of times. Noto was work with him. Joke, with the yeah, this is good. I, I don't think you were there, Louis. He pulled up. Remember when he was a rookie first year? Yes. What did he pull up in? Oh God! A he, Jeep? It was a mini, no. no, it was a minivan. No, it was a Mini Cooper. It was a Mini Cooper, and I <laughs> had no idea how this guy fit in this car. And they're like, he was in the back seat. They're like, this guy's Taj Gibson. I'm like, no, it's not. They're like, it's Taj Gibson. And then we follow him outside, and he gets in a Mini Cooper, and we're like, dude, how is this guy fitting in that car? And the crazy thing was that he lived only six blocks away from where we worked. Yeah, but then he, the year after that, he showed up again, and he bought. I don't forgot what he, he bought. Yukon. It was like a Yukon. Yeah, or and then he had a Tahoe, like and he pulled yeah, up. He, a, yeah, I he said, gets All right, now this guy's okay. making money. I'm like, All I right. think he was renting the first time. But no, but that was another guy that was really down earth. That's what I think it is. Is with Do you remember all when Lou Deng showed up? No, I wasn't there. And he returned the beat headphones. Oh, he did the. Re- uh, I would have yeah, stopped that like, return. What? I would have stopped. Like, Come on. I will tell you. I had a friend. I had a friend who ran into Derek Rose at a Panera after a signing event, and everybody was over there signing pictures, and she had no idea what was going on. She was getting re- ready to leave. Derek Rose saw her. He ran up in front of her and opened up one door and held the other door open for her, like a gentleman. And she turns around. And she's like, "I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know who you are, but apparently there are a lot of people. Who, you know, can you tell me who you are?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm Derek Rose. I play for the show." Bulls. 
that's the culture that you have in the city that and I love. And then his brother that, said something stupid. Yeah, exactly. Him. But yeah. that's what I love in, in the city. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's John Paxson and, uh, you know, Gar Foreman, John Paxson. He likes to bring good character people to the Bulls. Yep. You know, he doesn't like to bring troublemakers, people with past. They're, you know, they're... Uh, and that's why Carmelo would not fit in with the Bulls. It's too big. I, 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 I think too big of an ego. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't case. think he's a troublemaker. But anyways, yeah, the Bulls they like that hardworking, hard ethic. Chicago's a hard working town. You got to be tough. You know the winners are brutal, and John Paxson and, and their players represent that. They kind of represent the city of Chicago. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So, so we we were talking about Kevin Love, and I think we were just going to skip and just well, we'll, we'll come let, back. Well, to wait. It. Let's what do you let's, do? let's jump in really quick to the the off uh, the off season signings. Okay. So. Okay. Um, obviously, I guess we'll start with number one, and that's Paul Gasol. Yep. So best I guess, plan, best plan B you could have had. Yeah. So Pistoleros, I know you're a big fan of his because you're bang bang. I love him. You're a fan of Spanish players, and uh, you like Ricky Rubio too for some reason. But I do. I just wish he wasn't so injury prone. Yeah. So what's your take on Gasol? Um, I think he's a great fit. I like the balance he provides on the Bulls. You have Joakim Noah, who's we we talked about. He's a tough nose guy. He embodies the Bulls' intensity. Great. But you also need a big scoring man. I've always been a fan of that. Yep. And now Gasol, be, even though he is seven feet and he could play a center, the pressure for him, pressure on him is not as great to rebound and to do some of the things that Joakim Noah can do more easily, and he could focus on that scoring. He's also a great passing big man, so he's making the Bulls' offense more dangerous on several levels. Mm-hmm. I just think he's a great fit more than I think he's even a great player. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at his stats from last year, and again, not really a great complimentary group of people around him, uh, 17.4 points per game, 9.7 rebounds, one and a half blocks. Uh, I, I'm, and those are pretty much in line with his career numbers. I, I'm really impressed to see that. And if you see him being able to do that from a, a forward position, um, and, and like to your point too, not having to worry about the rebound because you got Joe Kim Noah there and being able to to get that in the post, that's huge. But it also depends on where they're going to play him. I mean, Wimish, what do you think about it? Um, I like Paul Gasol. I think he's a great player. He's solid. This guy's a two-time NBA champion with the Lakers in 09 and 10. Yep. He's a four-time uh, NBA All-Star. Uh, he can score in a lot of different ways. He's got a little good, nice mid-range shot. He can score from the back to the basket. Uh, he's got some good post-up moves. I think the Bulls are lacking some offense. I mean, Boozer was brought in to fill that role, and he sort of did. But they weren't totally happy with Spoozer, especially on the defensive side. Exactly. He was a yeah. defensive and at, liability. And, and at times against the great defenders, he didn't show yeah. up as well. I kind of I kind of did like Boozer, but, uh, you know, he did mess would, up once in a while. He would lose his steam in the fourth, too, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he would not he, play he in the fourth. Last year, he didn't play in the fourth. But I think <laughs> they never played. <laughs> yeah. Paul Gasol brings a lot of things to the Bulls uh, offensively. He's a good passer. He's a smart player. He's unselfish. He's a guy who's going to fit right in. I believe he's going to fit right in with the Chicago Bulls. And uh, he's going to work well with the rest of his teammates. I wish they would have got him maybe five years ago when he was yeah. a little younger. Uh, yeah. Well, that would have been you know, ideal. But we can't, yeah, we can't turn back time. But uh, hopefully he has a couple good years uh, left in him. And I think he does. And I think he's going to do well. So he's what, 32? He's 34. Ooh. He's old. He's but, up but there. Here's, but but here's, how, wait, how long did we sign him? It's a two-year deal. It's two, right? It's yeah. two-year. Right. But here's the thing, though. Now you have two seven-footers. 
You got him and Noah, both at seven feet. Well, Noah's just shy, but whatever. You have two guys at seven foot. That adds a little bit of size. That was one of the concerns during the playoffs, especially if you go up against a team like Indiana. How are you going to go, go well, up against a guy like Hibbert? Well, the other thing I Hibbert? think is getting, giving Noah rest. That, I think that was the biggest thing. And, and, and we'll get to that in a little bit because we're going to talk about rotations and, the, yes. and, and what the starting lineup is. And one of the reasons I think he's not going to be a starter and it's the best thing for him, but All we'll right, talk so about that. Here's my take on Gasol. I, 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 like, I like it. Again, I'm with Jay. Jackman, I wish we would have got him a little bit earlier, but it is what it is. I think he still has now. gas no. in the tank. This is what I'm worried about. He was injured the last two years a lot during the season, and a lot of fluke, small, tiny injuries like finger or, or wrist or whatever. So a little a little concerned about that. Two, then when they announced Nikola Miritich coming, I was like, oh boy. Now we have potentially three power forwards that could start, or not Miritich, but like we're overloading ourselves too much in the big man position. And then I was like a little concerned, but I don't know. In my opinion, and I know you're a huge Miritich fan. Bang, bang. Um, but Another guy at 6'10", yeah, pretty big but, but guy. Here's my opinion with Miritich. 23 years of age. One of my favorite players of all time, and this is why my plates have, have the seven, is because of Tony Kukoc. I, I loved Tony yes. Kukoc when he was playing for the Bulls. He is behind Michael Jordan and probably Scottie Pippen. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Kukoc is probably second, a little bit slightly above Scottie Pippen for me. Um, but watching him play in European, European ball and then coming to America on playing, completely different game. You're, it's a slow-paced game in Europe, and it's a quick-paced game in America. I potentially think, and this is why I'm glad we got Miritich now. What is he, 24, Louis? 23. Yeah. 23. All right, it's going to take this guy three years to tap into his potential and get used to it, and that's only if he gets used to American ball. So I don't think he's going to make contribution tomorrow. No, but I think he's coming up, if he's going to come up off the bench. I mean, if you look at him in a starting position, let's say two years from now, double-double machine. Because no, well, I think that he's he going to come off the bench, but he he's, he's going to be a Dougie McBuckets. That's what I call McDermott. Dougie McBuckets, he's going to do his same thing. He's a Dirk Nowitzki-style player. He yep. pops the three ball in your eye. So he's going to be just like Doug, Doug McDermott. Yeah, but he's he going to also perimeter. play the forward position pretty hard. And, and if you have, uh, if you have Gibson... Yeah, but here's the thing. No, you have Gibson who can play center, by the way, and we were talking about this before, who's going to play behind Joe Kim Noah. You have Gibson who's going to play there, and you can have him come in off of the second-line rotation. Well, we'll talk more than that because that's more switching, but But I think think there's going to be a lot. I think Meritage is more of an inside-outside player, not not just outside. I think he's going to play a little more inside than Dougie Mm -hmm. can. I don't think he's got the size. He's a little bigger. He's 6'10". He's 6'10". He's going to play more on the inside than Dougie, but here's my thing. You're going up these NBA players that have probably have 40 to 50 to 60 pounds on him. He's going to gain some weight. He's, They'll put him in that workout to. program. But I'm saying for this year, he's not going to put that much muscle and weight on yet. Well, so that's why I'm saying it's going to take almost three years. How did Taj Gibson play last year? I mean, as far as the inside game, how do you think his inside game was? Pretty good? Yeah. If you're looking at size... Miritich is actually an inch taller. Taz Gibson is much more physically fit and better than Miritich. They weigh the 220, Miritich, 220, 225. Miritich well, has the yeah. typical European white man build. There's no cuts. There's no nothing. Well, again, he's, he's just white. There. Yeah, he's just there. <laughs> Stoyakovich looking. Brand better. new, brand new training facility. Wait, wait hold on. Stoyakovich. He looks like Stoyakovich. His build. Uh, his build, not his face. So <laughs> I was about to say. But, I mean, you got a good training staff over there. I think that with a little bit of time, I think you're going to build him. But he is, again, part of that future plan for the Yeah, Bulls. he potentially can be a great 
impact player for us later. But he but plays behind those kind of guys. Now he's going to get a hell of a lot well, of experience. I think bringing Paul over yeah. here is going to help him a lot because well, that he's going to learn the, a lot from Paul. Well, those two were together because Paul knows what it's like to be an international player in the United States, number one. Both of them are in Chicago, which is a huge international city. We should bring Vladi Divox as an assistant coach, Pistolero. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> bang, bang. As long as he's smoking cigarettes behind the bench. That's the benefit of being in Chicago. To do. <laughs> Sorry about that, Levi. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think that you, you're you're going to have a good uh, good future with that with that guy. Now, the Bulls also decided to, to strengthen too at the guard position. They brought in Aaron Brooks. Good. That was a great move. Yes. Amazing. Now, did Aaron Brooks actually start in uh, in Houston? Uh, he did. A, a cup, he did. Uh, no, not the whole season, though. He was not the starter in the beginning of the season. Then he started coming in towards I the think end. A couple years ago, he did. He, yeah, a couple of years, years ago, he did. He was, but yeah. he is, I think, great addition, huge addition uh, onto a team. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think he's more talented than DJ Augustine. I don't think I, I, than I would agree. I would agree. I would but agree. I think he potentially can be a better player than DJ Augustine, and we got a cheap deal. Yeah, I, I think on him because I think what his contract was what one and a half. I had less, maybe. Less. I heard it was like nine hundred thousand dollars. I can look. I didn't look if, on the if internet. If that's actually if that's actually the case, I mean, I would say for him, he that'll be perfect. Yeah, I think it's good. What do you, Jackman Brooks in the I, backcourt? I, I like Brooks. I think he's gonna bring some scoring punch off the bench. Uh, when you sit roles, because you know they're not looking forward to uh, putting roles heavy, heavy minutes, especially no. initially. You got to work this guy up. So uh, you know Heinrich, he's a steady guard. He's a steady point guard. Plus he can play a little shooting guard. Depends who's who's he's guarding. But uh, Aaron Brooks, he's got he's the guy who's going to bring some punch, some scoring that the Bulls uh, need in the backcourt when Derrick Rose is sitting down. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna agree with Mush, especially in the beginning when they're easing Rose back into the rotation. That he's going to play a lot of. Minutes, he's gonna have a big role with the Bulls, and I think he's gonna do a great job. And they have an amazing system for their point guard too. So I think that almost any point guard you put in there is gonna be able to score and contribute. But I think that just if you look at the build of that guy versus DJ Augustine, I think he's a better fit. Uh, not to mention, I mean Rose, when he's gonna come back, he's not gonna be playing, you know, full time minutes, but he's also not gonna be playing bench type minutes either because he's gonna be playing in the World Cup. He's playing with the USA team, so he's going to get a lot of practice. That's his warm-up, and I think that's one of the benefits of him. All right, so what's your thoughts on Barstow? Because I saw him playing in the summer league. I don't know enough about him. The little I've seen him, he's a hard-nosed guy. He gets in there. He's not afraid to bang the boards. He's physical. Uh, he's a rebounder. He's a tough-nosed guy. You need a guy like Zed on the team, somebody yeah, who can uh, get the rebounds. He's not going to get any minutes, though. He's not going to get much minutes. No, the Bulls got so deep and power forward and center and position. Center yeah. position, so it's going to be rare for him to see any minutes. But I think he has the worth ethic and the size that the Bulls wanted, and they got him, and uh, they're happy with him. You know, they, he was sought after too, uh, according to those Chicago Bulls. They were looking at him too, and they were happy that they got him. All right, so the reason I'm not talking too much anymore is because I'm writing down what I potentially think the starting five is going to be. <laughs> I know off the top of my head what that is. So, uh, you, Pistoleros, you want to start with it then? Yes. Oh, uh, we're skipping ahead, huh? Well, we'll go into the, towards the end after we talk about the starting five. What about Kevin Love? Yeah, how about the Love Kevin? trade? You want to yeah. say that one first? Well, I think we, we talked about that quite a bit. I mean... Every indication says he's going to Cleveland. I mean, realistically, I think he's going to go to Cleveland. He wants to get out now. There's no other team that's going to be able to give him what he wants now, and he's going to stay long-term. 
uh, Chicago's going to would have to give up way too much. Right. The possible deal that. would be McDermott, Miritich, and Taj Gibson plus either cash or a pick for Kevin Love. Now, I mean, would Mc- you guys do that deal? I, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But but here's I the wouldn't. thing. Here's here's the other thing too. And I was listening to this on the radio, and they were all talking about it. You are trading potential for ac- for current play. You're you're trading the future for today. Well, what is it? You know, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. We don't know about McDermott yet. We don't know about Meritich yet. They could both be horrible busts in the in the NBA. You never know. And Taj Gibson could fall off the face of the earth. And Taj Gibson for Kevin Love at that point really doesn't make a difference. So yeah. you don't know. Right. I mean, for me, for me, if if I can guarantee that that's going to be long term and I can still get some kind of depth at the position, yeah, pull the trigger for it. You but, would, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, long term, maybe, but I think that I don't. I don't think it's going to be the best fit for Chicago right now. They would have to give up too much today, and down the road, you're going to have Rose. You're going to have Noah, who's going to re up on his contract, and I mean, he could be the nicest guy in the world. He's not going to he's not going to take a huge pay cut, and then you're going to have Love too. That's going to take a chunk out of your paycheck. What are you going to do with the rest of it? Exactly. How are you going to build depth? Exactly. And if you look at what the Spurs were able to do this year, they didn't have superstars. Very good. They had role players. They had people coming off the bench. A team that played defense. That's ideally what you want. That's not where they would go if they were to get love. So I don't think they're going to do it. He's going to go to Cleveland. They're going to re-up over there. And Cleveland's going to become a very powerful and dominant team in the East, uh, given whatever team in the West wins a run for their money, I think. Yeah, Levi, you stumbled upon what I wanted to kind of highlight Okay, there. go ahead. Go on. It's it's all about my fault, Bish. Okay. Um, it's all about uh, role players, right? Yeah. Basketball is about filling spots, mm-hmm. filling roles, doing different things, right? You want that diversity, right? What Taj Gibson does... He does a lot of intangible things that Kevin Love will not be able to do. So in that case, he's invaluable. Mirotic can shoot. So now you've got three bodies, also with McDermott, McDermott that can kind of cover McBuckets. the floor. McBuckets. We already got Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, no, it's McBuckets. He's McBuckets. McBuckets. Whatever. Those three guys. Sounds like a reject from the McDonald's value meal. <laughs> from Tailspin. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, you got those three guys that are all like fantastic role players for a guy that's a superstar would, to be honest, be kind of awkward mm-hmm. given that Bulls lineup with Pau Gasol and Joakim Noah and whatnot. I mean, I'm just trying to make sense of it in my head right now, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Well, uh, okay, well, okay, I think there's two arguments to it. I think uh, Levi brought up a good point, and uh, McDermott and uh, Meritage aren't NBA proven. Although I'm hoping they're going to be good, and uh, th- you know they do have potential. They are not proven as of yet. Uh, Taj Gibson is a solid player who can play uh, offense and defense. Initially, when he came in, he was just a defensive player, but he has developed offensive skills the last couple years. Now, the only thing basketball, you only got five players at the floor at one time. So a superstar like Kevin Love. That's 20% of the team, well, at what's on the currently on the floor, you mm-hmm. know. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's an intriguing argument because he would bring a lot of scoring and stuff. I think it's kind of contradicts Paul Gasol's acquiring a little bit because I think. Exactly. It, yeah, that's that's a little bit of a problem. Yeah. But uh, I think it can, I don't know. I'm kind of like the guys they got and they were going after McDermott for a long time and Meritage. They drafted him 2011. They. Uh, went after McDermott, so uh, I think uh, I, okay. I think uh, it's it's interesting. L- I hear a lot of people on sports radio say they would definitely do the trade. And we don't acquire love. Sports no. radio. 
Well, I we'll like just to hear, listen to ourselves. I like <laughs> to hear different people's opinions. I like uh, listening to Nick's voice. Yeah, you know, I'm not. Sh- I'm not so sure. I think it's a tough decision. Uh, so I kind of like the Bulls, the team, the way they are. But I, I don't yeah. think Love. I think they could make it work with Love too. He, he's, he's a once. I mean, you don't get a guy like that every year. No, you don't. You don't. So guys I mean, like that don't pop up all the time. And, and I'll tell you, one of the things too that made it very difficult is because you were so up on McDermott and Miritich and Taj Gibson. Uh, with the exception of Taj Gibson, the other word that a lot of people use is potential, and it's the one word that I hate to hear in sports because if potential would equate to winning championships, the Cubs would have been World Series cha- uh, World Series Many winners times. seven times in a row. They've had the best farm system for eighteen years and they haven't been able to do shit with it. So I really think that the potential means nothing. The biggest question, and with uh, your question with uh, with how that would work with like Pagasol, Pagasol, Joe Kim Noah, they're excellent passers. That's one thing that I would be interested to see. You would see a boatload of assists. But again, it comes back down to outside of that, those five on the court, what else would you have? Who would you have back there? Exactly. Up? Yeah, most like I, I hear what you're saying. I just want to highlight that part of it. Like, yeah, 20% of the team on the floor, what do you do when Kevin Love is not in there? You don't have those other guys. Well, and if you think of the second rotation, technically he's only 10% of the team. 10% of the team getting 30% of the money, 40% of the money. There you go. That's a lot. <laughs> and only being able to play a certain yeah. amount of time, not the whole I, All I, those superstars generate a lot of money, though. Yeah. Rose got a lot of money. Uh, you know, LeBron, he wants the max now. I mean, well, he deserves it. Uh, what's uh, Carmelo just got, like, the max, so. Bosh got the max with I his mean, team. Bosh is the highest-paid yeah, player, ba- guys. Yeah, Bosh got the max. And I what? <laughs> I don't think he's a max. He hasn't proven to be a max player the last couple years. At a very, all. very good player. No. But a max, that's I don't a, know about that. That's a loser contract, and they're not going to be able to get rid of it. I, well, I don't know. I still think, I mean, don't get, don't get down on him. I just hope him. they put an amnesty no. clause I think, on him. Although, I think Bosh is going to have a better year this year. I think LeBron. I think so, too. Yeah. I think he's going to do better. You watch. Miami's not going to be in the dumps. You watch. They got Dang. They got uh, Wade. These guys got a lot to prove. I heard Dwayne Wade. They got Beasley, right? Uh, no, big, no. And, and, don't worry about Beasley. He's yeah. on the bench. But Dwayne Wade but lost no, 10, 15 pounds. But he's not on Miami pounds. no more. All right. But Dwayne Wade lost 10, 15 pounds. These guys are serious. They want to prove that it wasn't just LeBron. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win the NBA Finals, and but they're going to the be a playoffs had. team. You yeah. watch. And that dinner they had, apparently they all go, were pissed at each other when it was done. Uh, I don't know about that. I think everybody understands what he was what he was going to do. And Bosch, I mean, last year with having uh, w- with having LeBron James there as a big focal point as far as, centering, as, as, far as scoring is concerned, he was averaging 23 points per game when he was with Toronto, went down to 17 points per game when he was with Miami because of that. Now you're changing it. Yeah, I think his numbers are going to go up. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so what are we going to do next? You want to do the starting lineup stuff? So so what do you think, uh, Big Nick, about trading Kevin Love for uh, those Meritich, McDermott, and... Uh Taj, uh, would you or would you not? No. Then I, we can go to the starting lineup. I, I think it's too you're, – you're giving up too much talent to get rid of them. Not just the talent. You're giving up too much depth. And I think what you're doing right now is you've got a good team with good depth. Your guys ain't going to play, uh, play a lot of minutes. You won't – we'll finally, for the first time with the team we have, we'll go into the playoffs and these guys can be rested. They're not going to be beat up like the last couple of years with dang out going into the playoffs and, and all these players. And if you get love, you just lost your depth. 
and now all of a sudden you're going to have players playing 40, 38 minutes a game consistently and Tibbs burning these guys out. So my personal opinion, I say screw Love, let him go to Cleveland or wherever he wants to go. I think we keep the roster the way it is right now. Maybe next year pick a couple other guys up here and there, whatever. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, I don't think we should do it. We're giving up too much. Taz Gibson, in my opinion, is too much of a valuable player to our roster as as a starter or a sixth man coming off the bench and not worth it at all. Miritich, again, I agree with you. Miritich and McBuckets, they're not proven yet. And for all we know, they may be flops. And then all of a sudden, they don't even play in the NBA four years from now. So we don't know, but I still think Gibson's is too, Gibson's too valuable right now to the team. That's my pr- honest opinion. So let, let, let's go into it then with uh, with who do you guys think the starting lineup is going to be, and then following that up with with that lineup potentially, how far can they go? Yeah, I I, I think that overall, I mean the starting five, the potential that we have for the starting and, five. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh wait, where's Michael Jordan? Is he coming in? Um, here's my honest opinion. One. And if they don't do it this year, which they're probably not going to be able to do it this year, they have to do it next year. I think they have to figure out they need a starting uh, small forward. We don't have one. That's Yeah, because it's not going to be done leaving. And it, Snell's not the choice. So Snell's I, getting better. He's a lot better. And I love him, and I hope Tibbs plays him this year. Because last year he played him, and then towards the end he stopped playing him for some reason. I don't know why. So I, I, we need a starting po- small forward. We don't have a starting small forward. And I don't think Heinrich's your answer at the, at the guard position for backing up. So I think we need to get someone else. It's veteran status. I cannot stand that guy. I, he missed two layups, and I'll never forgive him. He is one of the top ten Stop defenders it. on the team. No, he is not. He missed the layup. We could have went to the, the freaking finals, conference <laughs> he, finals he's a against solid, Boston. He's a solid player. It's a layup, man. A finger roll in, and he, he missed it. <laughs> Dunk that shit. Yeah, come on, dude. Um, but anyways, here's my personal opinion, what I think is going to happen with the whole roster. At point guard. Um, obviously, Rose at point guard. Butler at shooting guard. Yes. Dunleavy, you have no other option. You have to go Dunleavy and get the minutes out of him as much as you can in the beginning of the game at small forward. Gasol is going to be your starting power forward. Woo! And Noah at center. And Now, here's the thing, and this is what I think Tibbs is going to do for majority of the games. I think at that point he'll rest Noah right away. Or honestly, I think Gasol is probably going to get rested because he's the older guy. You're going to throw Gibson back in. So Gibson's going to be your sixth man. So Gibson's going to jump into the roster. And then when you bench Noah, you've got Gasol to jump right back in as a center. So now you sort of have like a three-headed monster there where the three of these guys you can rotate and have a small man roster, big man roster. So you can have Gasol going to center, back and forth, whatever, power forward or center. Um, at, and then the first guard to come off the bench is going to be Heinrich because he's, he's, he loves his defense and stuff. And then I think you'll start having uh, Snell, or not Snell, McBuckets come in with Snell and then possibly Meritech coming off. And then Aaron Brooks will see some minutes depending on foul situations and stuff. The thing I love about this roster is every game you can change it up any way you want. And here's the reason why. You can start if you want to. You can, start, you can put Butler at the small forward position. You can put Snell at the small forward position. You can move Gibson into the small forward position. You can move this roster around so much, depending on the player, the teams you're playing. If you're playing big teams, you go with a big roster. You're playing smaller teams, you go with a smaller roster. It's, I think sky's the limit for Tibbs, and I think right now he's licking his chops. He loves this team, I think, in the way he's looking at it and the opportunities and the potential he has in the, every starting lineup. I think he's licking his, licking his chops right now thinking, man, I've got a great team right now. 
Keep playing that song. The song's awesome. Just keep it going. I can just keep playing it in a loop. Yeah. Well, no, just just press. Yeah. Take it from the beginning. <laughs> you just love that. I love that. Uh, that's awesome. And that's yeah, like it reminds ambience. me of the good old days. Yes. I'm getting amped right now. All right. So uh, that, that's my take on the roster. Okay. All right. So Mr. Jackman. Mush. All right. I got your starting centers, Joakim Noah. All right. Fair I, enough. Yes. I got power forward. I think they're gonna go with Paul Gasol. I think he's a you know he's a champion. This guy averaged 18 points in his career, and I think he's gonna start. I know Taj wanted that job. They uh, but uh, I think Taj is gonna get his minutes. Okay, let, let me move on. Then I'll uh, reinstate about Taj. Small forward. I think it's gonna be Mike Dunleavy. I think he's gonna get some competition, maybe mid-season from Tony Snell. I don't know Doug as a Doug McDermott as a rookie is gonna give too much competition, but you never know. So I would say Mike Dunleavy mo- most likely. I think Tony Snell and uh, Doug, especially Tony Snell, is gonna have some competition for that spot. Number four shooting guard is uh, Jimmy Butler will start. Number five uh, Derrick Rose is gonna be starting point guard. Now. I think uh, Todd is going to get a lot of minutes because he can interchange with Gasol and Noah. He could yeah. play some center and some power forward. Depends on who they're playing. Uh, so Todd is going to come in there for a lot for uh, Gasol and Noah. Okay, small forward, you got a lot of small forwards. I think Tony Snell is going to get some minutes at small forward, a lot of minutes, and, and possibly some at shooting guard. And I think Doug also is going to get some at shooting guard and small, and small forward because uh, Jimmy Butler is a great defender, but... He lacks a little scoring offense. I hope he could come along and put a little and more we punch. We saw that in the playoffs. Yeah, and if and if he uh, doesn't, you're gonna see some Snell and some McDermott at times playing to try to boost the Bulls' offense at that position. And uh, I think Nikolai Meritage is gonna have his role in a Paul uh, power forward, small forward. You know, uh, he's a guy who can space the floor and, and shoot some shots. You know, basically Tibbs is gonna go with who's hot. So, and Aaron Brooks, he's going to fill in the role for uh, Derrick Rose. He's going to get some minutes. They might even they might even have a couple two-guard sets maybe against a small team with Derrick yeah. Rose and Aaron Brooks. That'd be interesting to see. And or Heine- they'll have Heinrich and Rose and then have him as the backup Brooks. Yeah, yeah, and Heinrich's going to get minutes. He's solid. He's a good uh, veteran leadership in the locker room to have. Uh, Mick, all right, so Pistoleros. Bang, bang. All right, guys, I, I want to start off by saying this. Uh, definitely... Like we all said, this is a very versatile team, all right? And so you're going to make adjustments throughout the season. Depending upon what kind of team you're playing on and who you're playing, you're going to make these adjustments. As a general starting lineup, though, get ready. You guys are going to freak. I have a revolutionary idea. Obviously, you start Derrick Rose at the, at the one. I like you guys putting Jimmy Butler at the two. That's perfect, all right? At the three, and this is my big shocker, we are going to have Nikola Mirotic. No. And and I and the reason why I want to say that is I want him at the same capacity that some of these other small forwards. You mentioned Tony Kukoc earlier, right? Yes. Tony Kukoc is undersized to play a four or a five. I wouldn't want him there. A lot of these European guys, they just don't have that strength. Did Tony Kukoc start his first year in the league? He did not. No, he, he did was not, a but six he was man. He, I don't think he started ever. Exactly. Well, he did sometimes. Did he? He, Maybe, did sometimes. Yeah, he did. I mean, it, was, it, Jordan it wasn't a whole year, but oh, okay. no, he did. When Jordan no, left, no, no, Kuko. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was started. Kuko's team afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's my thing. And then here's he gets my traded. Thing. What I was talking about when they brought him in was Jordan Pippen them. He was yeah. a, 
Exactly. No, but he was he was starting he after Jordan left, and they got traded to the Bucks. I think it was. But you didn't need to start Kukoc on that team no. because you had firepower. Yeah, All right, right, so, right. So hold on a second here. So you're saying Miritich at small forward. At the three, yes. Okay. At the four, Paul Gasol. All right. And at the five, obviously, Joakim Noah. Okay. All right. Uh, the reason why I wanted Miritich also at the three is, like, you got a bunch of uh, big passing guys. Like, you got great facilitators. Derek Rose, obviously. Um, what's his name? Uh, is is Miritich the waiter part two? Yes, yes. Yeah, we hope so. Remember? Yeah, let the kid start, man. I mean, I think he's going to play a great role. Too, Spread the Too early, I think, man. And you may scare the guy. You can't do it, and then you might scar- You can't put him in there. I mean, did you guys hear? Gar Foreman said he, he received some phone calls from top 10 picks that they wanted to trade their top 10 yeah, picks for Nikolai Miritich. Miritich. I, 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 he would have been the fourth or possibly fifth overall pick this year. It's almost like baseball. You can't bring up young talent too early because then if you do, then you spoil them. and then you, they discur- you can discourage exactly. them and break their spirit well, too. The, the only difference is, though, is that he played at a high level in the European In the leagues. Europe, that's completely different, man. I, yeah, I, but no, they I, said I that's the it, second le- but best league. It's, it's also more competitive, I it think, for the younger true. guys like that. They said it's the second best league than the NBA. So yeah. did you it guys, is a good league. And he played for he played for the national. He played for... He played he for... No, he's a Serbian. He's Serbian, right? Yeah, but he played for Spain for four years professionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, here, here, did you guys hear about that one high school kid that got who's going to Europe? No. He's th- he's not even finishing high school, and a European team paid him like one point two million dollars. Oh, and he dropped out of high school, and he's going to Europe to go oh, play basketball. Sounds like LeBron. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. LeBron finished. LeBron finished high school. He got his diploma. Pretty least. close. Pretty close. Yeah. That's but great. all right. So um, yeah. That's uh, all right. So that's your take on that, Levi. Um, Lonely Levi. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be any big surprises. I think you're going to see D Rose at uh, at point. You're going to see Jimmy Butler uh, at the two. You're going to see Dunleavy at the three. But here's the thing: later on during during the season, you might see McDermott coming in a little bit more. Uh, you might even see him start a game or two. Dunleavy's getting a little bit older. He's been asked to do a lot at that position, and that's really their biggest question mark since they lost. Dang, they don't have that yet. Um, as far as the power forward position is concerned. If you really look at it between Gibson and Gasol, I think it makes sense to leave Gibson in there. You want to leave the team that you had last year, the chemistry that you had, and bring in Paul Gasol. The only time I ever see that changing is if you're playing a team that has the consistency out of the gate to play a really big lineup. That's the only time I see it. But Paul knows where his career is going. He needs to play limited minutes in high situation possession and times where he can really be effective but Taj Gibson has earned that role I think it would be extremely demoralizing to him to bring in a guy who's that much older mind you he's proven but a guy who's that much older and say he's going to start even though he's not going to play all the minutes if he's not going to play the premier minutes of a starter leave him on the bench I, I think Taj Gibson has accepted his role to be honest with you he yeah. knows he knows what here's he is my take. much like Rodman was when he was on the pitch. here's my take on this guys that you, get, you can't forget if you're playing a team where you need a big roster Tibbs could go and put Gasol at the center position because he's slower you yeah, can he's put Noah it. at the power forward position, and you can put Gibson at the small forward position. I don't think Gibson could play small forward much. Well, no, you're not really doing that. All you're doing is, is, for, is, size. is to it's battle for size. Yeah, size right. so you you're not having him on the wings to shoot. Yeah. No. But he has a decent mid-range shot. It's, 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 improved. it's improved. 
Here's this key to this team, and I'm, I'm going to say this again. I've said this before with Derrick Rose. I hope someone spoke to Derrick Rose and told him he needs to stop driving into the paint so he gets hurt all the time. If you have a big man roster, all Derrick Rose has to do is sit back and dish it to these big guys. And Think no, about okay. it. You've got th- you got three, a, a trifecta tower in the paint. Yes. In, in Gasol, yes. Noah, and Gibson. Yes. Yeah, all but, they do but, all day is do little moves and pick and rolls and stuff in the back, and Rose just feeds them the ball. Yeah. Or if everyone's dropping down into the paint because you dish it down, there and then they're double teaming either Noah or Gibson. That's where it's three ball. Rose and po- Rose pops out, or even McBuckets gives him the ball in your eye. Three all day. Look at his percentage behind the arc has increased drastically over the course of the last several seasons. And then Since going when into he came into, mark, the, into the league. And then going into Louis' thing, if you get Miritich and he's got an awesome three ball, you can even then and, and I know this is awkward, but Tony's did it too in the past. You can bring in Miritich and McBuckets. Have them all in the three shot out in the perimeter, drive into the paint, and they just literally throw it all outside all day long and just pop three balls in teams. Tibbs, right now, if I was a coach, I would not know where to begin for the Chicago Bulls. And here's the reason why. Oh, in a, in a good way. In a good way, I wouldn't know where to begin because I would be like, oh my God, I got to think of ways that I can come up with a perimeter game, I could got a, a paint game, and I can change it. And if I can teach my players, hey, we're playing a big man team, this is our game plan. You guys just dish it in all day long, try to go in, grab the double team, pop it out, we'll kill them with three-pointers and we'll win the game. Or, you know what? We can't go big. We just have to just keep going in there and we got to go with a small roster with speed. I would be like, I wouldn't know where to begin. I'd be like, I don't know where to start with this team and where to go because I'm just so versatile at this point. So, I, I think it's great. I, I think it's going to be fun. Derrick Rose at the age of 25, even coming off of both of these injuries, I think he's going to have an opportunity to make some big things happen. Look at his assists. His assists are going to go up. He's going to be a double-double based off of those assists alone. And then if he's smart, his three ball is going to get even better. If you have him and Butler and McDermott and all these other guys who could shoot the three, that makes you a very dangerous team. And to Mush's point, the three ball is becoming more impactful in the NBA, and it's yeah. that much more important now. And, more and if we used, and if you have those guys down in the paint that can rebound, huge. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Meritage to go back on Meritage for a sec. He's he's possibly can be a matchup problem, a nightmare for a lot of teams because he can play a lot of different positions, which is with his size. So um, I'm uh, looking forward to see him play and the rest of the Bulls. I think what makes him dangerous is his um, his shot. His Wait, Pistoleros, listen to this. This is the 1997 Game Six Finals. Six seven. Just listen to the crowd and listen to them now. This is at the UC, guys, in, nine, in 1997. You can't even hear the announcer because they're sold out. Lonely. Cameron Barstow also from New Mexico. Yeah. Ron was a great role player, man. Very, very good. He was solid. See, like, you never hear the UC this loud. Ever. You'll never hear it that loud. Wait, well, that, was, that was what year? 97. This was, I think, what was it, Jackman? The jazz. With the jazz. Jazz. Yeah. The first, jazz. Their jazz. first meeting of the Jazz. So how many championships have they won at that point in a row? 
No, four. I know, but I'm just saying well, you'll never. They had four in the last seven years at that point, right? Yeah. Four in the last six. Of course it's going to be loud. It's been a while since we've won. Uh, hopefully this year we're going to hear that kind of crowd because I think the Bulls are going to put a good team on the floor. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Think, so, so that's the other question. Now that we know what our lineups look like, the question that needs to be answered for us is how far is this team going to go? Mosh, what do you think? I think they can go really far in the Eastern Conference. I don't know if they're yet ready to deal with the Western powers. Okay, a lot of people are talking about uh, Cleveland, Indiana, uh, Cleveland with uh, LeBron. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I'm not too worried about Cleveland as much as if they get Kevin Love, and they it looks like they will, it's going to be tough, but I, I don't know. I think I'll give the edge to the Bulls if, uh, if Derrick Rose is healthy. Okay, we got the Pacers. I don't know how they're going to be. They lost, uh, what's that, Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, they lost Stevenson. But they're going to be tough. And you got some improvement by uh, the Bobcats. And uh, the Hor- uh, well, now they're called the Hornets. They went back to the Charlotte Hornets oh, this year. Oh, thank God. Yeah. What were they before? Thank goodness. Bobcats. The Pelicans. The Bob- oh, no, that's yeah. no, no, no. Actually, I like the Bobcats. God damn it. Can they now get rid of the back. Pelicans? I hate that yeah. name. <laughs> that's a stupid. <laughs> And I think they're like the jester of the NBA at this point. Uh, yeah, nobody make, nobody likes them. And then uh, you got the Raptors, uh, who are who are a pretty good team uh, in the playoffs. They you know they lost to uh, the Brooklyn, but they played really well. They took them to seven games. I think the Bulls uh, can go to the Eastern Conference Finals and and possibly win the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, but I think West is going to be tough. Now this is granted if Derrick Rose is healthy. You know, uh, I think they can get pretty far. I have one more uh, question that I'm going to uh, bring up to you guys is uh, what other needs do we have to address? But, okay, for, for now, for on this topic, I think they're going to be a solid playoff team, probably make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They may win it. I'm not sure. It depends who they're playing. I think Miami's going to be decent too this year, guys. Uh, they're not going to be as powerful. Of course, you lost the best player in the planet, but I think they're going to be a solid team, and they're going to give uh, other teams uh, some competition. So that's my take. All right. So I, I think if we stay healthy um, and we play the game Tibbs wants us to play, and I'm not saying this because I live in Chicago with the depth, I think they're the top team right now in the East. Um, this is the way I have it. I have it Chicago ranked number one. And depending on if Kevin Love comes to Cleveland or not, I think Cleveland then goes number two if Love comes mm-hmm. to town. If Cleveland does, if, if Love doesn't come to Cleveland, I have Cleveland at the three position, and I have Miami. Just like Jackman said, Miami's no joke still. You lost LeBron, but you still got some great players that came over there, and they're building, here's the most important thing for Miami, they're building a better bench this year, and they've got more depth in Miami. Don't count out Washington, guys. I know they lost yeah. the Riza, but Washington is, was and, and still is a very strong team. I've got them coming in at four, believe it or not, and then I've got Indiana. I think Indiana is going to do a belly flop, and, and it still stems from the coach. The coach has not grasped that team yet and took in control of it, and until he does, that team is going to continue to fail. Now it's going to be even worse because Roy Hibbert's been out with the trade rumors. This kid is going to be so effed up in the head. He's not going to know how to play basketball this season because he's going to be worried about trades. Then I think Toronto comes in afterwards. So I think Chicago, if they stay healthy, uh, will be solid. Now here's my only worry, not even worry, actually glad with Cleveland. If Love does not come to Cleveland, LeBron James is going to put in literally Joaquin Noah minutes. 
and I, I, I have. Or, you, or Jimmy Butler minutes. He's going to get hurt. LeBron's body, I don't think, can do it that much anymore. He was doing that over in Miami a lot some days. Yeah, he was. He was putting in 42 minutes a game. Well, that, that's mostly because Dwayne Wade was so freaking injured all the time. I understand and they that. don't have a but bench. For three years, you're doing that. I mean, it's going to rub off on you now. I know he's a freak, and I know his, his body yes. is freakish and strong. <laughs> but I'm telling you, in Cleveland, you really if Michael Bennett doesn't come through, and Wiggins doesn't come through. All you got is Irvin and James. And Irvin and James, James is going to get burnt out. If you're playing that whole season 42 minutes a game, I'm telling you, he's going to get hurt, and then all of a sudden, that's it. And then that, if, if James doesn't play in Cleveland and Love doesn't go there, then I'm, they're, they're, they're going to fall off the face of the earth, and it's going to be a horrible season for them. I don't think he's going to play as many minutes as you might think because he even said it in his coming home letter through ESPN, I know it's not going to happen overnight. I know how hard it is to promise a championship. I've done that before. And he said, it's not going to happen. I don't think so. I'd like to think so, but it's, I'm being realistic. It's going to take a lot longer than it did in 2010. So even with love, I think he's in that mindset of, it might take a little bit longer to get it figured out. So I don't think he's going to rush to those minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I just what Noah said. I, I really, I want to see us kick their ass. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to be happy when that happens. I forgot to mention, a Washington, I think, is going to be a serious contender also this year. Yes. Yeah, yeah I forgot to mention Paul that. Paul Pierce, too. I really liked yeah. Washington last year when we were doing our playoff. Yeah, shows. yeah, I thought they really surprised me. They did. And then, honestly, it's sad to see Ariza go, but, I mean, that, that, they, they were a strong team with a strong bench, man. Mm-hmm. And then let's see how Nene comes back. Nene was a man beast in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. He manhandled the Bulls. He dominated. Oh. He was a single, he was single-handedly scared the, of the reason guy. they when won. When we play him, I'm going to yeah. be scared of the guy. Not not if you have uh, Pogasol and you got Gibson and you got Noah. All right, so uh, I guess that's it. I mean, unless we want to talk about LeBron James. Louis, yeah, what about Louis? Louis? I want to hear Louis. Louis, and then I didn't say it either. So oh, I see it. Yeah, is. All right, go. Come on, Nick. I'm sorry, guys. I, I mean, just, I understand that. I don't you, like you, Pistolero. I know that's why that I'm you doing want this. me off the show because of my <laughs> radical ideas. I know. Me and you clash too much. I don't like this. I know. I know. There's a dynamic going on. But l- l- let me say this. Hear me out for one second. I think Bulls first in the East assuming everybody stays healthy. Um, I don't know why you guys are underestimating Cleveland. They're scary. Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Andrew Bynum, really? I mean, they're going to be second. And Indiana, we're giving them way too much credit. With teams like Washington, Miami, eh, whatever. Washington, Toronto, Brooklyn is going to be all right, I think. But the East is pretty broke other than those teams. But I'm taking Bulls first. Uh, you know, the one thing that I would say is that this whole deal with uh, LeBron James leaving Miami, going to Cleveland, created a little bit of a vacuum, but it also spread it spread it all out for the Eastern Conference. Before we knew what the teams were, yeah, you have an idea who's going to come in at 3, 4, and 5, uh, but uh, all the way down to 8. But for the most part, you had an idea of who was going to be the number one team. The number one team was going to be Miami. That was locked in. Now, you have Cleveland. You still have Indiana. Indiana... Between Because you guys said that Miami is going to be better, but look at it realistically. Miami, who went as far as they did, lost LeBron James. And in my estimation, that's a bigger loss than Indiana losing Lance Stevenson. And as far as Indiana went. Indiana is still going to be a dangerous team. They're going to reload, and they're still going to be a dangerous team. Washington is going to be a dangerous team. They just had a couple of notable signings. They're still going to be good. But I still think Bulls are going to be number one right now. The moment that you bring in Kevin Love into Cleveland, I think that uh, they're going to be a very close number two. 
Chicago is coming in at the number one again, but this all comes back down to one big thing. Can Rose play? Can Rose stay healthy? And can he contribute the numbers that he did when he won the MVP? That's the big thing. And if he's not going to do it off the scoring, can he do it off the assist? Can he do it off pulling off those double teams and those coverages? So I, I still think I'm optimistic in saying the, the Bulls are going to be number one. But just keep in mind, Indiana, I still think, is going to be a, a good team. Chirp. Chirp. Awkward! Uh, Pistoleros, you still going, or are you just going to see what the Bulls are going to do? You're not bang, gonna bang. Go, you're not going to go with the rest of the, the, oh, rest the, of the thing, or no? Well, I mean, can you rephrase the question? Um, well, okay. Wow. Well, he, he already said the so first three. So you said three. the Bulls are going to win uh, in in the in the East, but what do who do you think is going to come in second, third, fourth, or? Well, I, like I said, I, I, the the Cavs are definitely coming in second for sure. There's no question. I would even put Washington third, maybe Miami Ooh. fourth. Yeah, possibly. I mean, come on, the week, the maybe East even fifth. The East is weak. Um, and judging by what the Washington um, Wizards did to the Bulls last year in the playoffs, give them their props, man. They almost made it to the conference finals. Yeah, they, they destroyed the Bulls. Yeah. They almost won the, the Pacers. The Wizards. Yeah. yeah they did. I mean, it, it took a heroic effort for Mike Dunleavy to score 35 points. To he was on game. like I haven't seen for a while, a guy to hit three-pointers to barely squeak out that game. And wasn't that when Nene got kicked out in the – Last couple minutes of the game, they needed all those things. They needed the the sun and the moon. Ever seen this? Rightly, just to barely eke out a win. Hey, so guys, one one more question I got: What needs do the Bulls have to address, if any? Wait, this year I don't think they can. This year, I mean, I'm just saying their current team. What what they need a small, small forward. forward, small forward, and I don't think that's going to happen until after the season's done. No, but I, I think that you're going to get a chance to play these younger guys and see who's going to be able to. Uh, of contend. course, yeah, and we might have a small forward already. Like I if, think we do. I if think we Snell do. develops and McDermott develops. You never know. You may move one of those guys in. I kind of think they need another creator, another shooting guard, or small forward that can create. His own shot Scoring. easier, score. McDermott, McDermott. And hopefully McDermott. he can get off. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, hoping. And, he, unless, I, I'm hoping he can be. Or in the off season next it. season, and I didn't look at to see who's going to be free agents in 2015, 16. But then we would have to look at that and see who we're looking at. Uh, that could be an offensive score. For yeah, next I mean, year. you need somebody who can uh, break free with his dribble and yeah. create his own shot. Can you imagine that next year though? If you've got you keep these guys, Gibson. Well, we don't have the money. And then you cr- you bring in a, a small forward. Yeah, we're like maxed out. You know? well, That's yeah. the problem right but now. But we, we got rid of Boozer, thank God for the amnesty, which uh, Lakers picked up, uh, what was it, we said five mil? They signed up, yeah. I Four think and they, a half, I think five. it was five million, so we're off the hook for five million. And, and I think we pay we're 11. paying 11 only, which isn't bad. I'll take it. But, I mean, the Lakers got a hell of a deal out of them. That's why they took them. So, all right, uh, is that pretty much it? We're forever yes. holding our peace, Pistoleros? Bang, bang. All right. I bang, not, bang, bang. I may, I may not invite you to another show, Louis. I was afraid so of that. So this may no, be Louis was great. Louis was great. I it, liked the intro. It's been fun, guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mr. Jackman, anything closing? I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this Bulls season. I've been, hasn't been this excited for a long time, guys. Yeah, Mr. Levi. Yeah, it was fun with, uh, being here with you guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. The voice of WTR.
Um, anyways, guys, Bulls to, oh, Bears tomorrow. I'm sorry, Bears camp tomorrow, Monday. We're going to be going. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, what's going on over there. Uh, I may be live tweeting some of the things I'm seeing at camp. So uh, keep an eye on our Twitter account at WCSN, the number three. Uh, we'll be going out there and doing that. Obviously, we'll be recapping the Bulls as well, what's going on with the Bulls. But Bears is now in full-fledged in the city of Chicago. So we'll be looking at what's going to be happening with the Bulls. Soccer show, uh, Money Marty will be back. He's been a busy man now, yes, right? Yes, he has. Yes, so he has. we will be coming back with a soccer show. We're going to recap the World Cup, which we have not done yet. And we will actually start going into the Premier League a little bit and going over some of the players. I will be at the Liverpool game tonight. Uh, Liverpool, Olympiacos, Greek National, or not in a Greek National, but the Greek top team in Superliga. Uh, we'll be going to see them uh, and uh, all that. I may have some pictures to post on our Facebook and our Twitter account. So uh, other than that, guys, stay warm. There might be some storms coming in. Temperature's going to drop tomorrow. It's going to be a beautiful 73 degrees in Bourbonnais, and uh, we'll be having fun from there. So uh, stay uh, warm for today. Stay dry today, and we will be seeing you very shortly, guys. This is Chicago Sports Crunch Radio Bulls Talk on WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. By the fans, for the fans. <laughs>